Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution, where we discuss how to give our senior dogs the best life they deserve, where age is just a number and health and happiness of our senior pets is a priority. Hello, senior pet parents. I hope you guys are doing well. This is Dr. Monica Tarantino, and I am a veterinarian for dogs and cats in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution. Today, we're going to talk about a really important topic because at some point in your senior dog's life, or honestly, the life of any dog that you own, they will encounter a form of inappetence or a decreased appetite. And it's going to be really important that you guys actually know what that can mean for them. And we'll talk about a few different ways that changes in appetite can actually present for our dogs because it's not always just them just skipping a meal or not eating for a day. That is one form of inappetence, but there is so much more that it can actually look like. So we're going to talk about that today. And we'll go into a couple of just really good practices to do with your dogs at home, dogs at any age, honestly. And we'll cover what a couple of those things are, because if you actually start to implicate the practices that I recommend at the end of this podcast, you're going to be able to pick up on signs of illness a lot better than you would otherwise. So I'm excited to go through those with you guys. And let's get going to this topic. Okay, so let's first just talk about why I actually care about inappetence in senior dogs. So we've talked a lot about how our older dogs are a demographic that are particularly prone to illness and disease, so much so that they are actually prone to regular illnesses that all age groups can get, but they're also prone to age-related disease processes in their body. That is a lot for an older dog to have to handle at some point. So For our senior dogs, being aware of what changes in appetite look like for them can really make a big difference in early intervention that we can offer them. I mentioned that inappetence can look like a lot of different things. So let's talk about the three main ways that I tend to see people coming in with their dogs for changes in appetite, because each of these are important to know if you see them with your older dog. So the first one is a classic one. It's anorexia or complete inappetence. And a good example of this is this past week. So at the clinic, I saw a beautiful, sweet, old 14-year-old Labrador kept turning her nose up at food at home. Her name was Bella. And owners noticed that one morning Bella didn't want to eat her breakfast. And then she was kind of lying around a little bit more. Bella seemed to want to eat. She kind of would walk up to her food bowl, kind of put her head over it. And then she'd lick her chops and just walk away. And the owners were concerned because this dog, and in general, all my Labrador owners out there already know this. And I I know this personally because I have Becca, who's my 15-year-old Labrador, All Labradors are food hounds. At least I'd say 95% of them. There are these weird kind of outliers that aren't, but 95% of them are food hounds. And so when they don't want to eat, that is a big deal. Okay. So after about 36 hours of this, they decided to come in and see me and we elected to do some diagnostics on her. And what we found was, unfortunately, we found that she actually had what I think is a mass in her stomach. And we're going to send her out for an official ultrasound to actually see if that's truly it. But it's likely that Bella actually just wasn't wasn't feeling good and was actually feeling nauseous because of this finding in her stomach. And that was really important for her owners to know about because why? What was going to happen if they didn't bring her in? Well, she probably was going to sit at home with them trying to entice her to eat with just no luck for more and more days and no opportunity or chance to try to start her on some treatment to hopefully make that nausea go away or hopefully make her make her feel better. So the next way that inappetence can present is by just simple, a decrease in appetite. And in this category, your dog is eating its food every day, but just not as much as they used to. 
So maybe they're leaving some kibble behind. And a really great example of this was my own dog, Twig. About eight months ago, she would just come into the kitchen in the morning and look at her food, but decide she didn't want to eat it. She'd eat dinner just fine and act completely normal otherwise, but she just, for some reason, didn't want to eat in the morning. So she did this for about three days and then went back to normal. Another example of this is one of my patients that I saw this past week, who was a sweet geriatric dachshund named, we'll call her Allie. So Allie had quite a few issues going on when she came in to see me. And one of the main ones that her mom was concerned about was that Allie wasn't really finishing all her meals or even wanting to eat much of her meals. She'd eat some every day, but just not as much as she used to. So when I examined Allie, she had quite a few things going on. But what I think was actually causing this decreased appetite for her was that she had severe neck pain and knee pain from previous injuries. So she had old injuries to her knees, but I think she had an acute flare-up of neck pain. And so Allie had actually been wanting to eat, but the pain was just preventing her from doing that. And so we did a couple of different things at home with her, such as raise her bowl up so she didn't have to put her neck down. And we started resting her and I put her on pain medication to help her feel more comfortable. And she was back to eating, you know, that next night. So things like that can also cause them to have a decreased appetite. The very last type of inappetence that we can see is just intermittent decrease in their eating or just altered eating schedules. So this is one where dogs can really dupe owners and dupe us for a really long time. So they'll seemingly eat normal one day and then they don't really finish their meal the next. And then they're back to eating normal the next two or three days. Then they kind of don't eat for eat breakfast or don't eat much of their dinner that night. So, and that can actually go on for quite a bit of time before owners actually pick up on it. And so they really, if you're not paying attention to it, they can really trick you easily. That really is still an abnormality. So that's intermittent or altered eating pattern. And we want to know about that too in our senior dogs, because that's, that's one that can kind of catch up to you over time if you're not noticing it and catch up to you quickly. So let's talk about what these changes to an older dog's appetite actually mean to me as a veterinarian and actually what they should mean to you as a pet parent. So studies have shown that even after 24 hours of not eating, there are changes in the GI tract that occur in our dogs. So if we are waiting even longer than that, you can imagine that the changes will be far more significant for them. Changes in appetite are one of the main ways that animals have to communicate to us that something isn't right, okay? So animals, even ones we've had for a very long time, do not have a great way of communicating to us. And I talked about this extensively in the chronic pain podcast episode, which I think was podcast episode two. And in that episode, I talk about how chronic pain is actually really hard for us to pick up on. Even you guys that are like so bonded to your animals, it's even hard for you guys to pick up on it. And I gave a ton of examples in that, in that episode. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. What I want to communicate to you guys today is that one of the main ways that, that animals can communicate that they're sick is through their appetite, okay? That and their energy levels. That could be really big clues to us that maybe they're not feeling quite right. And I gave an example previously of Twig, who is my early senior and my little dingo dog. If you guys follow me on social media, you can see pictures of her all the time. But that time when she started to not want to eat her breakfast, we knew right away that wasn't a normal occurrence for her. So we brought her in and we did some diagnostics and tried to figure out what was going on. Fortunately, she went right back to normal after those three days. We couldn't quite figure out what was going on with our diagnostics, but we're glad we did them because like I said, inappetence and changes in appetite can mean a lot of different things for dogs. So let's talk about some really good practices for us to have at home with our senior dogs and with our dogs at any age group. 
And hopefully you guys are already doing some of these, these at home. So the very first thing that I want you guys to get in the habit of doing is measuring the amount of dog food that you give to your dogs daily. And ideally, you want to be feeding them on a twice a day schedule at the same time. So often I will have owners that come in that are just feed their dogs throughout the day. So they just kind of just keep filling the bowl throughout the day. And it's it can be really hard to assess a dog's appetite if between you and your significant other or you and your family members, everyone's just kind of like filling the bowl at random. In that case, we would have no idea if the bowl had just been filled from somebody else or if the dog's not eating. And that happens really frequently when owners come in. They're not really sure if the dog's eating or not. They think they are. The, I filled the bowl today. Sometimes she has some leftover. There's just like no clue as to what's happening. So get in the habit of measuring your dog's food and feeding them twice a day. And I'm pretty strict with my dogs. And I start them off when I have them, but I'm pretty strict about the times that I feed them. The next thing I want you guys to do is just to be mindful of any treats or new bags of food that you may have opened prior to your dog's appetite changing. So if we have treats for our dog, let's just have one kind that we give them. And I'm not going to be like a sponsor for, you know, this treat that we always give our dog. So we we have a box of milk bones in our, which is like the oldest treat on the market. But we have a box of milk bones in our pantry at all times because our big dogs anyways, our big dogs that have teeth still, they love milk bones. And I always feel like it's, you know, the smaller geriatric dogs that don't have enough teeth, they really can't chew on milk bones at all. But milk bones is like the one treat that we feed our dogs. It's just a habit. It's been around forever. We know how many calories are in it. They love it. It's just, it works for us. Okay. So we never buy any treat outside of this, truly. Like we don't ever bring new treats home. In fact, a lot of times it's those Christmas gifts or those like special little treats that you got that actually can cause diarrhea in dogs and cause issues in our dogs. So we know exactly what we're is happening in our home and what we're feeding our dogs at all times. The third thing you can do is you want to be mindful of current medications that you're giving your dogs. Sometimes medications can actually cause inappetence. And so just being aware of, you know, if you gave your pet a medication like Rimadyl today, which Becca is on every day, if I noticed that Becca's appetite was changing, I would certainly be thinking, you know, okay, well, what is she on? She's also on Rimadyl. Could that be causing inappetence? I would consult with my vet on that. The fourth thing is if your pet has chronic disease. So you want to make sure that you are getting in for regular checkups with your doctor, especially if you notice a change in appetite with a dog that has a chronic disease, because it's probably time to reassess. We have dogs that have chronic diseases that are just in really frequently because we need to be reassessing them all the time and making sure that we are providing them with the best care and tweaking their medications uh, the best way to help manage any of the symptoms of the diseases that they have. And the fifth thing is to contact your vet if you do notice any changes in appetite that we described above. So I'm going to give an example of a kitty cat who's one of my favorite kitty cats that I manage. And his name's Lord Fluffy. And Lord Fluffy is he's a Persian cat with a smushed face. And he is the fluffiest cat you will ever meet. But he has got some attitude and he has a bunch of diseases that I manage with his mom. Okay. So we manage kidney disease, heart disease, more. And at this point, we are managing his kidneys so much so that we have him on a very special concoction of medication. So his mom calls me, called me recently because he just wasn't eating as much. And so we checked him out and reassessed his quality of life, which is still good, thankfully. And we adjusted his medications accordingly. So we started him on an appetite stimulant to help encourage him to eat. And that's working out really well for us. We'll cover appetite stimulants and things that we can actually do for our dogs who are diagnosed with chronic diseases that are having changes in their appetite in the future because there are diseases that will affect their appetite and we can still, as long as they still have a good quality of life, 
we can definitely still do some things to help encourage them to eat. So starting an appetite stimulant without having any idea what is causing your dog's decreased appetite is not what I recommend. I can give you some things to try with a dog that has a decreased appetite, but remember, inappetence in itself is not the disease. It's likely not treating the primary issue, and we really want to try to find out what the primary issue is to see if we can find a solution, like a long-term solution for your dog. And I gave the example of little Allie, who was that geriatric dachshund that wasn't eating because of pain. And so let's say, for example, your dog has some pain at home. Well, getting it to eat is not going to fix that pain, right? So getting them to a vet so that we can hopefully find the pain and hopefully help address it would be the appropriate step for that pet. So I hope that is helpful for you guys. I know this is kind of a a tough topic for a lot of people, especially people that are struggling with this at home, but I hope that it helped provide a little bit of clarity for you guys on exactly what inappetence means for animals and for, for our senior dogs. So in the future, if you do see inappetence, I want you to first recognize that it is an abnormal thing. It's not just a thing that every senior dog just goes through. It's actually a sign of possibly some underlying disease. And we really want to try to figure out to the best of our ability what that underlying disease is. Now, you don't always find an answer, but we can at least try to rule a bunch of things out if possible. Okay. So recognizing that inappetence or changes in appetite is abnormal is step one. And then making sure to reach out to your veterinarian if you notice it is step two. And then there is a couple other things that I talked about as far as like general management of dogs that I practice here at my home with our dogs that I think are really helpful for owners to really be able to keep track of appetite because we want to monitor that. You want to know exactly how many kibbles your dog eats a day and be on top of that. So I hope you guys found that helpful. Uh, Again, this podcast, honestly, is all about you and your dogs. My hope is that by sharing some information with you guys, that you guys will be in better situations uh, for your senior dogs and be able to give them the life that they deserve and help them live their best life. So that is it. Thank you guys so much for being here. As usual, you guys are the best. And if you need anything, you guys know where to find me. You can just go ahead over to my website, which is www.seniordogrevolution.com. And you can contact me through there or you can email me, but it's just seniordogdog at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you guys have not done so yet and you're able to leave this podcast a review, I would so appreciate it. I've had so many wonderful reviews that you guys have left and every single one of you that have left one for me so far, I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much. Because the more reviews that I get, the more senior dogs I can reach and the more cool topics that we can cover. So that is it. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week and please let me know if I can do anything for you. And until next time, thanks guys. 